Alpha Omega Mambo Sierra, 33. What kind of pathetic drug you take me for? I was intoxicated. No, I'm not drunk, madam, but you give me an idea. A very bad habit. Ooh, <laughs> sperm lamp. Hmm. You're listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. You're listening to Air Out My Shorts. I'm Preston Buttons. I'm the Word Whore. We're not together. We're far, far apart. Which also means we're starting the new year off with a completely back-ass word archaic recording system that's going to sound like garbage. Yes. Yay! Happy New Year! <laughs> oh, well. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, Happy New Year. We're, we've uh, been a little uh, slow in getting our shit together for uh, a New Year episode, but uh, we're back. We are back. And I'm back in Toronto. How's the weather? Not uh, not quite as nice as uh, South Beach where you are and where I was mm. until last week. I've had a wicked cold since you left. Mine disappeared as soon as I arrived in Toronto. There's something very wrong about having a cold and being at the beach. I don't like it. And it's it's really shitty when uh, when you have one and you're on a plane. True. That that wasn't yeah, very pleasant. That's the worst. I was between some business guy and some uh, old lady, and I. I didn't feel it would be right for me to wipe my nose on my sleeve or anything. Mm. Oh, I want to I say hi to our new listeners in Philly. New Philly listeners. Yay. New f- and I have a question for them. Not that I think they're going to be able to answer me like right this second or anything, but um, I've never had a cheesesteak, and I don't really know what a cheesesteak is. Cheesesteak is, um, <clears throat> is chopped up... Uh, Roast beef with Swiss cheese, I think, and, and onions. It's grilled. It's grilled together, like it's all thrown on the. Well, I guess it's fried, and it's all it's all mixed together, and it's a big gooey mess. And they're they're awesome. It's that been sounds a, fantastic. It's been a long time since I had one, but I actually had a Philly cheesesteak from the one place where you're supposed to go get a Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia. And where's that? I can't remember. It was 15 years ago. Well, it sounds like something I would really like. There's some nice unhealthy goodness. You know, I've never met anyone from Philadelphia I didn't like. It's the city of brotherly love, that's why. Is it? See, I thought it was all about the cheesesteak. It's the only thing I know about Philly. Oh, (laughs) and cream cheese, of course. So they're all about cheese, apparently. (laughs) Well, and the Fresh Prince, too. Oh, right. Oh, wow, I'm full of Philadelphia knowledge that I'm unaware of. I've also stumbled on this strange air out my shorts fact. We have an unusually high number of listeners named Roger. Am I imagining this? I haven't checked our database for for the name Roger, so... Oh, I haven't been, like, creating charts or graphing it out, but... We have a large number of listeners claiming their name is Roger. Maybe it's just a popular fake name or something. Mm, could be. Hey, so getting back to uh, South Beach and New Year's Eve. That lasted three days. Yes. Uh, I left after a day of it. That's true. You left the party really early. 
I felt 24 hours was enough. And you call yourself a Canadian. <laughs> uh, being able to swim at 4 o'clock in the morning and then sit in the hot tub till the sun uh, came out and the golfers started playing. Ooh, and we actually got to meet Hot Tub Tammy in person. That's right. I also got to meet uh, South Biatch and Lulu Fontaine and uh, Uncle Underpants. Oh, yeah. I'm, for, I'm forgetting that all of our callers and fall into that category for you. For, for me, I just, I had never met Hot Tub Tammy. That was one of our mystery callers. And uh, it was kind of weird seeing her in person after having her on the show. Yeah, it's uh, strange being able to put a face to a voice. Exactly. Then I, I, ho- I hope it was a more uh, a more pleasant uh, putting a face to the voice for you than than say seeing the photos from the uh, podcast expo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make any comment about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm already in deep shit over that. But yeah, and so now I'm back uh, back in Toronto, and uh, it's good to be home in a way. It kind of blows too. It was nice though especially after sleeping on a couch for a week to uh, actually be able to sleep in a bed. And uh, through some uh, strange uh, strange but happy accident, I guess I must have washed my sheets just before I went down. Because uh, <laughs> like, you had no welcome home uh, wet spots? Yeah. <laughs> or, no, no, no animals to greet you? Nope. No, it was nice. I certainly hope you didn't leave me any here. No, any animals that uh, were there were there bef- that are there were there before I arrived, and I have the bite marks to prove it. I don't even know what that means. I meant animal-shaped wet spots. Not, oh no, no, not no. Uh, not living creatures. No, I saved it for when I got back. So you finish your Delta Burke then? Oh yeah, in one Good. go. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> oh God. What's your beverage of choice this evening? Well, actually, it is iced tea. Jesus. I know, disappointing. Well, so, I'm, a, I'm on my first drink, so it, it will be a, a sober first episode of 2006. Yes, and I'm probably the last. Speaking of which, can you believe that, that my, um, my so-called professional narration gig for Escape Pod ha- has come back to me uh, with the report, you're too sober. <laughs> That's uh, priceless. I really, I really thought he wanted a good read as opposed to what I do here. But no, he wants a crappy one. Yes, he wants the word whore. So... <laughs> I'm going to have to, uh, after, after we finish with this episode, um, continue on, and uh, hopefully at that point I will be drunk enough to sound like myself. <laughs> be drunk in a way Is that it? only the word whore can. <laughs> Falling off my chair and giggling through the story. <laughs> Might as well bring their show down with us. Yeah. Mm. Who gets the honor of being our first story of 2006? We have something called War and Doom Mm. by Doomed Mouse. No, Doomed Moose. Doomed Moose. Doomed Moose. Well, I won't even ask if that's a real name. It must be someone's Dungeons and Dragons name. You think so? Mm. 
All right, Warren Doom by Doomed Moose. He was running. He had but one objective, and by God, he was going to complete it. The plasma tanks had broken through the first wall of defenses, and soon the battle would be lost. He had to save the data from the enemy. They could not know of the secrets that the tribunal held. No one could. Atrix was one in the tribunal of old, the true protectors of Earth. The tribunal kept secrets of all sorts, most prominently the secret of magic. Atrix was newly elected to the tribunal, and he was just beginning to feel comfortable. He had just mastered the magical techniques of the tribunal when the war began. The glib, beings of plasma and molten rock, had been scouring the galaxy for ages to find a suitable planet to infest, and it seems that the Earth had been a prime target. Holy geek fest harama! <laughs> yeah, you're rethinking that Dungeons and Dragons meme? <laughs> yes, it, but it was the moose part that threw me. Not very menacing. Alien invasions had gone on many times before in Earth's history. Ever since humankind launched the first man outside of our solar system, aliens from all over the galaxy had suddenly decided that Earth was amazing, and thus the invasions started. I feel guilty. This story is way more suited to Escape Pod than our show. Yeah. I think it was sent to us by accident. <laughs> who knows? But, but who would find that Earth is amazing? I think Earth is very amazing. So fuck you. Fuck you and your planet. This invasion was different, though. Before, it had been either beings of slime, humanoids, or tiny parasites that invaded the brain. These had prepared our defenses pretty well against any alien menace that ever dared to invade. NASA had been converted into the National Alien Security Association, and it also combined with the armies all over the world. We had a good defense system. But this war was different. These beings could absorb pretty much anything we threw at them. From lasers to rocket launchers, nothing could penetrate their molten plasma bodies. And these things were huge. The glib were seven-foot-tall golems with spikes on their backs. And in about five-foot radius from them, there is a temperature of 120. The only thing we could find that could hurt them was, well, the magic of the tribunal. Yay, I like magic. Magic. I like magic. This story's magic. <coughs> yeah. It's magically delicious. Now this was a daunting task. Two elders and one twenty-year-old against an army of gigantic plasma lava creatures. Plasma lava. Mmm. Sounds goopy. <laughs> Sounds the like jizz. Totally. Oh, only more... Um, Hot. Light reflecting. I'm picturing like a lava lamp of jizz. The answer to the situation was discussed between the Tribunal and NASA for a long time. We just could not share our secret with outsiders. So NASA began on a machine that could amplify our magic. Time was not on our side. Our defenses were weakening, and the glib were unrelenting. It was a good thing they did not find out about Earth's molten core. That would have been a disaster. Oh, the aliens aren't very smart, and they didn't do their homework. No. They should have picked up an atlas or something. Yeah. Or a grade 
poor fucking school book. <laughs> so the machines were built, and we fought the glib for many weeks. And much progress was made until today. The glib managed to break through the primary defenses, and the two elders were killed. So there he was, running. Running for his life, and running to save the only thing that, that is keeping mankind from enslavement to the glib. They must not know the secrets of the tribunal, for with these secrets there is no telling what the glib could do. I'm scared. Atrix ran down the dim corridor. The power to the stronghold had long been out, but the emergency lighting system had kicked in. It was not much, but it allowed for enough vision to maneuver around the many corridors. Wow, why do I hear a heartbeat? What are you doing? It's not me. It's not me either. Although uh, Link is doing some music in the next room, but I wouldn't oh. think that you'd be able to hear it. I think I can. His, his beats are so kicking, <laughs> I can hear them all the way in South Beach. <laughs> I'll be sure to tell him that. <laughs> Can you say it cooler, though? Because <laughs> that was so fucking white and stiff. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> Fuck, I'm old. They're when did I get so old? They're fat with a pH. <laughs> okay, you just, you just made me sound hip. <laughs> As he ran, he could hear loud thumping noises. Oh, shit. He could hear it, Link, too. It's Link's beats. Kicking beats. As he ran, he could hear loud thumping noises accompanied by a resounding shudder of the walls. Dust fell from the ceiling, creating a fog, which did not help the already impaired vision. He ran to the magnetic elevator. Thank God it didn't need electricity. <laughs> a a Atrix went to the bottom level. This was where the secret entrance to the tribunal meeting room was. Ooh, it's also where Princess Deborah keeps her slinkies. Ah. What he saw stabbed a stake deep into his soul. The scene before him stole all his faith of ever saving the human race. Right in front of him was about twenty glib and the head general of Nassau, General Scar. Scar! General Scar had been <laughs> Fuck off. Had been the man whom Atrix aspired to be when he joined the tribunal. General Scar had walked him through the basics of Nassau and gave him a tour of pretty much everything. <laughs> Have you ever seen a grown man naked? The general was sixty three years old and was not much of a fighter. How did he make it to general? But he was one of the best tacticians in the world. That's how. Uh, he was a veteran of three past invasions, including the infamous Borg invasion. Borg? Yeah, I know. Isn't this a little copyright issue? <laughs> I think I hear Gene Roddenberry calling from the dead. Yeah, you know what? That'd be, that'd be a good call. <laughs> yeah, it would. I'd take that call. He was also pretty handy with a gun, being one of the best sharpshooters in NASA. Scar had an eye patch over his left eye with a long scar stretching from his forehead <laughs> Stop it. through the patch down his cheekbone. It was a souvenir, as he called it, from the Borg invasion when they had captured him. He never liked to speak of that day. How could Scar be a traitor? He was a hero. 
So he calls it a souvenir, but he doesn't like to talk about it? <laughs> I find that a contradiction. You? Wh why? said Atrix, astounded. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Um, I, I think I got a little turned on by the eye patch. Yeah, of course. I think I have a bit of a pirate fetish of late. <laughs> Scar! Shiver me timbers! That always sounds dirty to me. I don't even know what it means. General Scar turned around slowly to face Atrix. He said with a smirk, you wouldn't understand, Atrix, Arr. but really, you don't have to understand. It doesn't really matter. You'll be dead soon, and then the war will be over. With that, he rose his weathered hand up, carrying it with a small plasma gun of glib style. Goodbye, said Scar, and with that, he fired. The small ball of green plasma came at Atrix at astounding speed, but Atrix saw it all happen in slow motion. He raised a hand and shouted an incantation incomprehensible to an outsider of the tribunal. The plasma ball was absorbed into Atrix's hand. General Scar looked surprised. You're a fast kid, he said, but you can't do that twice. Scar fired again. Atrix once more absorbed the plasma. Rage boiled inside of him at the sight of the traitor he once trusted. How could Scar betray his people? He could not be allowed to leak the secrets of the tribunal to the glib. The future of mankind could not be destroyed like this. Atrix had to stop him, but with Scar and the twenty glib in this room, his chances of survival were slim. His eyes went white, and then a blue glow consumed his sockets as deep magic coursed through his body. Atrix slowly rose into the air. A blue glow erupted through him, around him, through him, <laughs> over him, in him, out of him. Oops. Deep magic coursing. Ah. Atrix slowly rose into the air. A blue glow erupted around him. Electricity began shooting around him at random. His rage had unlocked some of the deepest magic known to the tribunal. You will pay, said Atrix, enraged. Then, to Atrix's surprise, he received a sharp clunk on the head. He fell for what seemed an eternity before hitting the cold, hard floor. Just before he shut his eyes, he could see the smirking form of General Scar looming before him. Atrix lost consciousness. And that's where my dream ends, Doctor, said Henry. I'm so confused. What does it mean? I'm sure it means something. Actually, Henry, said the Doctor, all it is is a dream, nothing more. Seems like you've been watching too much TV. You might want to lay off a bit. So it's not like a cry for help or anything? I'm not like seeing the future or anything? asked Henry. No, I think you're just crazy, said the doctor. She chuckled and then pressed a red button on her desk.
Henry watched quizzically at the hideous laughter coming from the doctor. <laughs> Is that hideous enough? <laughs> it scared me. Good. Suddenly the door flung open, revealing two huge men in white coats. They sprung upon Henry and wrestled him into a straitjacket. He squirmed. Take him away, screamed the doctor amid her many evil laughs. <laughs> Take him away. <laughs> Man, this sure escalated quickly, thought Henry, as he was dragged out of the room, all the while screaming for his life. The end. Okay, <laughs> I'm getting just a little bit sick of the dream cop-out endings. And how many stories are submitted to us that end in somebody in a straitjacket? I don't know. Maybe it's we, see, a, we seem to have a, a an ongoing doctor theme as well. Maybe because the people who submit stories to us are crazy. You think? It's just a thought. So, uh, thank well, you I, very much, Doomed <laughs> Moose. Yeah, thank you, Doomed Moose. And good, good luck with the um, Dungeon Master uh, your activities. Just keep it up. Keep it, Roll those die. Don't let the dark elves come and get you at night. Uh-oh. They must still be eating dinner. I'm trying hard to work around it. Ooh, are you peeing? <clears throat> yep. Excellent. I love the fact that we can both now pee during the episode instead of cutting out for it. It's As a matter of fact, I think I think my cord might actually we reach the washroom from where I'm standing. <laughs> I might try that. <laughs> oh no, it's just it's just short enough that I would need a pee mate. <laughs> I am actually standing over a toilet right now, but I couldn't actually sit on it. No. Damn! You could do it standing up and guide it, though. Well, I also have a cigarette and a drink in my hand, so well. I'm not quite that talented. <laughs> you, you take a, you you pee with a drink and a cigarette in your hand? No, I just I just <laughs> walked to the washroom to see if the cord no, that, was long enough. No, that's dedication. <laughs> it is dedication. I was just testing the length you know, of... I'm, I'm too lazy. I just might as well sit here all night. <laughs> Please vote for us on Podcast Alley. Subscribe Subs to us on iTunes. And please, please, please buy the word hoarder a drink or me a sandwich off of the website, which is theitspot.com. I'm waiting for someone to buy me something frilly. That's a big ticket item. It is. See, I thought people would want to be clicking that button. Yeah. I think they're just mouse-overing on it, though. <laughs> That's okay. I feel it every time they do it. <laughs> it's connected directly to your ass. Absolutely. You get a little spank. Ooh, we should put a sound effect on that. Yeah, maybe we should. Ow! Happy New Year. Happy fucking New Year. You've been listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Air out your shorts by sending your short stories to shorts at theitspot.com or visit us at our website at theitspot.com. Air out my shorts!
Nah.